welcome to Career Competitor, where we welcome guests to share insights that will light the fire within you to make a career of competing. Whether that be in your career, your business, your personal life, or simply within you. As the competitor within you might just be the greatest competition in your world. While I have you here, take the time to be rating the show, especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to subscribe or follow the show on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. Finally, be sure to head to careercompetitor.com where you can learn all about what it is I offer within my executive coaching company and what it is I could potentially do to you as an individual or on behalf of you within your team and or organization. I would love the opportunity to connect with you, so be sure to reach out to me, steve at careercompetitor.com. That's steve at careercompetitor.com. But like I said, head to the website and be sure to check out everything that I offer and to learn more about how I can be of impact to you within your world. But for now, let's welcome in our guest for this episode of Career Competitor. Okay, our career competitor today joins us all the way from India, is a best-selling author and CEO of bestsellingbook.com. Our guests transform their career when deciding to write their own best-selling book, How to Write a Bestseller, which led them to a position today where they help entrepreneurs, coaches, and thought leaders in producing their own best-selling book. A story based on understanding your potential and aligning that with the knowledge of where you can have the greatest impact. Our guest is an example of what you can achieve when you are clear on your purpose. I'm excited to have the chance to learn from today's guest, Mr. Vikrant Shorya. Vikrant, how are you, man? Hey, Steve. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm good uh, and really, really excited to discuss with you and uh I would do my best to serve your audience. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm excited to get into this. And we, we started chatting, as I always do with my guests, before we press record here. Because uh, at the heart of the ability to write a book, as I know all too well, having written one myself last year, is just the, the human ability to get started on a big project. And I think that's going to be a big part of our conversation today. But before we start getting too much into some of the awesome insights that I know you can provide people, why don't you just tell everybody uh, about where you are, uh, what, you're, what you're doing at the moment, and uh, you know, really what makes a typical day for Vikrant at the moment? Uh, right now, I'm in India uh, with my family, but my company is in States. All of our clients, they're US-based. Uh, all the writers, editors, uh, proofreaders we have, they're from States. So basically, what we do is we have a team of ghostwriters, editors, designers, marketers, and we help our clients turn their book ideas into a number one best-selling book in less than six months. So we're in this publishing space. The company's name used to be bestsellingbook.com, but now we're in the rebranding phase ah. and we are we are rebranding our company's name to the new company's name is going to be Authors on Mission. So so the website is live. Um, and we can discuss about exactly why we transitioned from bestsellingbook.com to Authors on Mission later. Um, but simply, um, yeah, like uh, I, I really love um, talking to people like you, like on podcast. And yeah, I try my best to 
reach out to more and more people and uh, ignite the inner uh, fire they have, which is hidden, to write a book. So, so yeah, maybe I'll try my best to do that in, in this podcast as well. Yeah, well, you're talking my language right away, man. You know, the the at the heart of I, I can't recall if I'm still using this now, but you know, when we first started this show, it was career competitive career competitor how to ignite the fire within you to get started within your career so we're talking we're talking about igniting fires already <laughs> man you are already singing from my hymn sheet which i really appreciate uh, but the 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 beauty of everything that you just talked about there is that you know the majority of our listeners are based in the u.s so here you are with a company that is based in the u.s even though you're based in india at the moment and i'm really curious when you you alluded to something there which is definitely where i want to start is that a lot of leaders, a lot of coaches like myself, really just those that are competitive and driven towards achieving great things, at some point in their life, they've said something, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I can write a book, book about this, you know, whatever they happen mm-hmm. to be talking about. And in your experiences, I'm sure you come to find, it's few and far between that actually decide to step forward and go through with that process. So, you shared a statistic with me before we came on, and I want you to firstly share that statistic with people, but then also just expand upon it in the sense of why is it you feel as though people talk about writing a book, but for whatever reason, they don't follow through with it as well? Yeah, so the statistic I was talking about was from Forbes. And according to Forbes, uh, 81% of Americans want to write a book, but less than 1% people actually even try to write a book. Mm. And, and 1% of those 1% people uh, finally write a book. So that's a kind of a very, very uh, big difference between how many people want to write a book and then how many people actually get started writing a book mm-hmm. and how, how many people finally become an author. And I personally think, like for working with thousands of people in this space, I think that it all boils down to any problem, right? So whenever you pick up a task, right, no matter whether it is a small task or a big task, if you are doing it for the very first time, you will feel overwhelmed. No matter what task is, like if you're doing it for the first time, you will always, you are going into the space that you have never gone to, so you will feel overwhelmed. And uh, one of the best way to solve that problem is to, really breaking that big task into achievable achievable milestones, small tasks, right? So you also wrote this book uh, last year. And when people think about writing a book, they have no idea what are the different steps involved in writing a book, right? For So there's a title and subtitle, then you have to come up with the, the book outline. But before a book outline, you have to do some research on the uh, on the target audience, uh, why you want to write a book, and then who is the reader, what kind of pain they're experiencing, how the book is going to be different. All of these steps are extremely important. Then once the outline is done, uh, then you have to go with the introduction, then chapters, and then you have to come find an editor, proofreader, then you have to get a book cover designer or interior designer. This or is form. why people don't start. This is why people don't exactly. start. <laughs> People have no idea, even if they have the ideas, they always feel overwhelmed. Hey, like, oh my God, there's so many steps involved and then they just simply quit it. Like I, we have personally worked with um, so many people who wanted to become an author 
for 15 years, 20 years. And then they started working with us. And in just five to six months, they became best-selling authors. Why? Because uh, eventually they knew that they are expert in their field, right? But, and we are expert in our field. And they know that if, in case, if they would want to write a book, it would, it could take them maybe one year, two years, three years, in case if they want to learn all of the process, right? Uh, or they might end up writing a really, really bad book. Uh, so there are only two possible solutions for uh, to fixing this problem. Either you work with a professional company who have done it hundreds of times, or if you have the time, if you have the resources, do the proper research and break the, the big problem or your goal into achievable milestones, right? Exactly what are the steps involved in writing a book? And uh, we have we create i've created this checklist just one page checklist where all of these steps are there mm -hmm. um like which we go through with a, when we are working with our clients and if our client if the audience is going to go to bestsellingbook.com slash checklist they can download this checklist completely for free and it has everything they want to know about how this writing publishing and marketing thing work mm -hmm. in just one page all of these steps are there all the steps, sub-steps are there. So this is going to help them overcome that uh, that that mental block they have in their mind before they want to get started. Yeah, I love that. And there's, there's certain things that you're mentioning here that, again, as I think we've both now alluded to, have commonalities with just about any other aspect of life, whether or not it's it's writing a book, going about your tasks on a weekend, uh, simply going about a typical work day. Sometimes when you look yeah. at the day ahead of you, yeah. the, overwhelm, the overwhelm can cause you to not take any action at all. Mm. And we talk about on this show becoming more competitive in what you do in terms of optimizing yourself and optimizing your performance. And while we're talking again with specific to that of writing a book, anyone listening to this should be able to understand that whoever you are and whatever walk of life you're trying to be successful within you're encountering everything that you're talking about here Vikrant, in some way shape or form probably on at least on a week-to-week -week basis if not on a day-to-day -day basis and and that as a human element is something that is worth acknowledging but you mentioned the fact that you have specific expertise while other people have expertise in their own field and i think that's what's really interesting here that sometimes needs to be addressed is that what makes someone an expert is the field within which they come from. And you come from the field of optimizing book sales, writing a great book. Like that is your field. So for someone to hear something like, hey, this is a safe place for me to maybe move into with my expertise for someone to actually leverage my expertise – I think that has to be pretty reassuring for anyone to hear. So with that being said, how do you maybe present that reassurement to anybody who's coming in and saying, hey, I'm an expert in X field and I want you to help me leverage my expertise now with your expertise. How do you maybe reassure someone that they're, they're in great hands? Uh, first of all, like we have like hundreds. 10 years ago, it was very difficult because we had 
not those number of case studies or testimonials we have right now sure. now we have hundreds of testimonials video testimonials and case studies of people like who have worked with us so the first thing that they do is before they book a call with us they go through all of the case studies and experiences our past clients had with us it gives them some sort of assurance at the same time like when they come to us uh, like we also tell them that all the top 1% authors that you know right the not people like who write business books or non fiction uh, who are non fiction authors like rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki like seven habits highly effective habit of uh, successful people by stephen covey and then rich and branson that who wrote um, losing my virginity all of these books including all the other famous books out there they were they are ghost written mm-hmm. right and these top 1% people in this world know that their time has certain value mm. and if they're going to be come and they're going to start learning this new habit right to write a book or maybe edit a book it can take they can do it they they, they are competitive they can do it but it can take a lot of effort for them it can take years of their time right so they leverage others people's expertise right and what they they do is they just talk they just share their message the the they hire a ghostwriter who have 10 20 years of experience and have written maybe 20 plus or 50 plus books and they interview them and what they do is they simply answer their questions and based on the answers they they actually capture their voice and write the book in their authentic voice mm-hmm. so most of the people out there like who are top 1% they have done it and we have also worked with some of the really really great successful people uh, uh from startup owners to coaches consultants fortune 500 companies owners as well and they also had the same experience with us so if we can do that with them then we can also help you achieve that and uh, and we also share the metrics that uh if for example if you have a certain hourly rate if you charge maybe uh $500 per hour for your consultation fees and on average if you are writing the book for the very first time mm-hmm. it can take it can take at least 100 hours of your time mm-hmm. then straight away it would be more than $50,000 mm-hmm. right for you so it's best to give that money like you can just do what you are working on right but you do the best and save that $50,000 and then just give some amount of money to a professional company and they can do the better job for you which is also going to save you time and it's also going to be saving you tons of frustration and energy and effort so yeah like we go through the process to make sure that they know that what exactly they're going to be getting and we write actually better book than what they could have written for them. Mm. Yeah, and that that you talk about reassuring that's hugely reassuring and again another fantastic point in the sense of how do you allow someone to understand that their time is of a certain value especially when you're talking about someone with 15 20 25 years of experience in their particular field by that point chances are they're too busy to press pause on hours and hours of work. to start writing a book and it's it's funny people 
have said to me, I, I wrote my book in my first year of business. And they might have, you know, you started a business and you had time to write a book. It's like, well, when I started my business, I didn't have a lot of business. <laughs> so I had a lot of time to write a book. Uh, so for me, that, that, that is always the irony of that. Uh, but at the same time, I, I completely understand, you know, the ability to, for someone who is way, way, way further along in their career and their business to need someone like yourself as a resource to, to help them balance uh, what it is they're doing. But Vikran, I, I really want to get a little bit more specific now with you in terms of just you and your story, because I think there's something in your story that speaks to me. You know, you, you, you found a purpose, you found a passion for something, and you decided to not only pursue it for you, but in a way where you could then go and serve others in doing so. So with that being said, where does that passion come from for you to, to at the end of the day, be providing a service to people where you know that you're fulfilling, in some cases, we're talking about lifelong dreams, right? Becoming an author, like things like that. That's a bucket list item for a lot of people. You know, where does that passion come from for you to be of serving to others? Honestly, this was never planned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was never my passion to help I had no idea whether I'm going to be going into the publishing space. Uh, long story short, uh, 12 years ago, my family wanted me to become an engineer, uh, typical Indian parents, right? Uh, I took an admission in engineering college. In just six months, I realized that this is not for me. Um, and I think I was in the third semester, uh, one and a half year. So in, in India, there's a four-year uh, period to complete a BTEC or engineering. And I was in the I, I was in one and a half year uh, and I was in a college library and I found this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It completely changed my perception about life and finance. And I decided that I'm going to do something of my own. I dropped out of the college the very same day. Mm. And in, in the next two to three months, I was 19 at that time. I started a company. I took some, uh, I borrowed some money from my friends, my relatives, my seniors, started a company, hired a bunch of employees, made a bunch of mistakes. And in six months, I had no money uh, left to run my business or pay my employees. So I had to shut down the company. I was 20, financially broke, um, more than 5,000 in debt, uh, with a broken laptop, with 2G internet speed in a single room apartment. Uh, there was a uh, I think I I was not able to pay my rent and electricity bills for the last three months. And uh, I remember that I was searching online at 2 a.m. at night, how to make money online with zero investment. <laughs> I had nothing. So, so, and I found self-publishing that I can write, publish, and market my books. And English is not my first language. And, uh, but that was not an excuse for me because I had, I somehow have to make this work, right? And I watched some, before that, like YouTube was not very popular. So I had to go through uh, some articles and, right? So back then there was not a lot of tutorials or training videos out there for every step. So I had to go through so many blogs to figure it out. I wrote my first book under my pen name in less than 21 days. And I wrote it. Uh, my girlfriend back then, uh, she was very good at academics. She proofed the book. By the way, now she's my wife. So, uh, <laughs> so she uh, helped me uh, do the editing. 
uh, I was able to publish it. I remember that the first month I made around twenty eight dollars uh, from that book, hmm. and uh, when I saw that, I was I was very very happy with that. I know it's very little money, but this was the first time I, I made some money. Yeah. Um, I saw some opportunity over there. The next book I wrote and published in less than three days. It was a short book, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this time I also did some marketing. And this month I made around four fifty dollars from both of these books. And then I think that hey, like this, this is definitely going to be working. I was able to pay my three months uh, rent and electricity from that. Mm-hmm. So I was quite happy. And uh, I started publishing a lot of books. I understood how the marketing and all these steps works. I learned a lot, a lot of things from there. Funny thing happened when I started posting about my books on my Facebook profile and people started reaching out to me that, hey, can you help me mm-hmm. become an author? Um, a few people, like I helped them for free, like three to four people. And then I started adding a coaching fees in that. And um, for one year, I helped them. Uh, I helped a lot of people with my coaching. I launched um, several courses and eBooks on JV Zoo and Warrior Forum, Warrior Plus, if you know about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, you launch information products over there. So I got thousands of students from there, um, helped a lot of people become published author. But there were so many people who started reaching out to me saying that, hey, we don't have the time to sit down and write the book. Can you please help me do it? And back then, I had no idea about ghostwriting. Mm. And I did some research and found that this is a very, very big market. Um, so honestly speaking, Steve, like it was not my goal to come into this space, but I, I created a team of ghostwriters, editors, designers in states and um, uh, started helping people. Right. Initially, it was just to help people write and publish the book, make them become a published author. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw that with my marketing, I was good at book marketing. So almost all the books that we were doing, they started becoming bestsellers. Right. Initially, Amazon bestsellers. Now we also help people get on Wall Street Journal bestseller, US Today bestsellers as well. So after three years, uh, so the first company's name was the Books Factory. Right. This was the initial company. Yeah. Then I thought, okay, that's great. So when all the books started becoming bestsellers, so I rebranded the company <laughs> to bestsellingbook.com. Right. And uh, in last three to four years, we saw that bestselling book is not the end. Now people like our clients are using their books, their best-selling book to fulfill their mission. For some people, it is to get more clients. Some people, it is to help people get on speaking gigs, generate more leads. Some people is just to share or leave a legacy. So so our clients are using the book to get on TV and podcast as well, meet amazing people. So uh, that's why like my team and I decided that to rebrand it again to Authors on Mission. Um, so, so yeah, this is the journey. Initially it was not, uh, to my purpose was not to help people become a published author. It was to make money and pay my bills. That was my purpose. (laughs) But now when I had certain money in my bank account and I, when I was able to uh, take care of myself and my family, then you start thinking about exactly what I'm doing. And I start, start really loving what I do because when I see it, like I see that I'm not only helping 
our clients. We also are helping the the readers who are reading our clients' books. So it's kind of a ripple effect or a snowball effect. Um, and whenever our clients shares uh, their readers' testimonials or reviews that, hey, like we got this review, I personally enjoy that or relish that a lot more than the new clients that we are getting because we saw that we see that like how the work that we are doing in this world is actually helping this world or other people so we are trying to change the world for better one book at a time yeah i love that and gosh man there's there's so much firstly just thank you for the you know the transparency of your story i think it's always powerful for people to really hear that just because of where you are today it doesn't mean that you had to start you know, many years yeah. ago, I think sometimes it's so easy for us to all get caught up in where people are today and have admiration for the success without ever acknowledging there was a start at some point, there was a starting place. And for you, it was, it was a difficult one. It was a really difficult one. And, but it, through it came this journey and story of so many lessons. And there's two things for me that I, t- I took from everything that you sort of said there is one, that ability to establish quality in what you were doing and in doing so attract attention from others for it so instead of just assuming that you could go out there and start helping people you actually created so much value in what you were doing as an individual that you attracted that that interest you truly pulled it in and i think that in itself is so telling for anyone listening as well who's thinking about how they can better serve others instead of always looking outwards focus a little bit more internally just stop and say oh hey am i maximizing myself if if i can maximize myself then maybe in doing that i'm actually going to exude value for others to potentially invest in i mean that's what i heard from from that part of the the story does that sound about right exactly yep and I personally, this is my personal experience is if, if the company is uh, from start startup to mid-level company, mm. uh, the company is kind of a reflection of the personality of the owner or the founder. Yeah. I've always seen it like not only for my company, but also with other companies as well or other friends that have that own companies. I personally know them. And mm. for example, if the person is very messy, uh, it tends to make the business very messy or until if if someone else in a, a really great position comes right like who is taking care of the entire company who is very much organized then they are able to maybe organize the business but if the the owner or the founder is in charge then it is kind of a reflection of the the owner or the founder mm-hmm. so yeah you said it right like always uh I, I I also didn't start working on the other things that how I can attract initially that how I can attract sure. new clients. I was simply focusing on how I can write, publish, and more books and do it effectively. And people start noticing it, and they start reaching out to me. Yeah, I mean, and again, I, I it's it's good for people to hear stories like this if they're in a career right now where maybe they feel as though they're trying to get that promotion or, or, or new opportunity within the work that they do, maybe they're so focused on trying to pull in that attention that they're actually not doing as good a job as they could be doing. And, and you're really preaching right now, man, in that sense of, 
hey, just you focus on you and you do the best work that you can physically do, chances are opportunity is going to come your way. In addition to that, attention is going to come your way with it. And so that's that's really cool. The, the, the other part that I really wanted to pull from too is that ability to recognize the evolution of what an author maybe wants from the writing process and adapting your company through that evolution as well you know to have that initial name for the company because it kind of represented where you were as a company Mm -hmm. too and then as you start to create best-selling authors boom change the name it's now best-selling books.com but for you to say and and i relate to that massively just so you know like for me I actually didn't write a book to become a bestseller. I wrote a book much more in line with what you're talking about here. I I am a guy who is on a mission to make some impact. Like that for me is the be all and end all, no matter how many books I go on and sell. And so for you to acknowledge that there are many people out there thinking that way, I think is great. And to be honest with you, just to give you even greater feedback with the company, I think it's going to, it's actually going to pull more attention from potential clients as well because when it's just hey best-selling book like you said mm-hmm. like you're you're almost creating a finish line right there whereas now you're saying hey there is no finish line if, if it's about being on a mission you mm-hmm. you decide where the finishing line is and until you get to that point we're here to support you as much as possible right exactly yes that's the goal um and uh with authors on mission like uh the, the website is already live um but I think it's going to take another one month um, for our existing clients to acknowledge that hey, that we have rebranded. Uh, but yeah, like uh, that was the goal. That was the purpose. After working with uh, so many people, we realized that not all the people or all the clients we work with, they are after becoming best-selling authors. For someone, maybe they just wanted to become a published author and they wanted to use that we have also worked with three or four clients like who didn't want to publish the book on Amazon. They just wanted printed copies of their books and they wanted to share it with their grandchildren. Right. Right. So for them, they just wanted to keep it in their family and just keep it as a kind of a family legacy that, hey, how their great, great grandfathers were. So so for them, best-selling book is nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were not able to relate with us. Um, and then we had to tell them, that, hey, like we can customize it, like we can remove the marketing side and we can remove the bestseller side and we can still make you uh, write the book and publish the uh, publish the book and then you can keep the copies. Mm-hmm. But for them, it was kind of a difficult. But now this is the goal that, hey, like whatever the mission is, it is your mission and we can, with helping you become a published author, we can help you achieve that. I love it. I love it, man. It's, it's you know, for me, for me to hear something like that, you know, it says a lot about you as a business owner in the sense that you're you are serving your potential clients. You know, it it and of course you're in this to profit and succeed as a company. The way any business owner is, no matter how much you may be prioritizing great things, every business owner is obviously trying to stay afloat, be successful, bring in income, et cetera, et cetera. But at the heart of that though, too, is you you have decisions to make in terms of how you show up and, and in terms of how you insist on delivering a service or a product to people in a way Mm -hmm. that really exudes what it is you're trying to accomplish and in this case you are trying to help people somehow realize a purpose and realize a mission in the work that they do and something 
to, to, to some people, people will just be like, oh, it's just writing a book. No big deal. But to some people, it's a huge deal. It's a really big deal. And you're obviously appealing much more to those people because there's a lot of people out there, as you said, 80% of Americans are like, hey, I wouldn't mind writing a book. But mm. as I know now, I'm part of that 1%. And even though I'm not American, <laughs> I'm in America. Uh, but I'm one of that 1% of, of people that actually were able to get to the starting line and get all the way across to the finish line. So it, it's it, it's an awesome story just in terms of how the business has grown and become what it is now. And I love hearing that shift as well in the branding. And my, my last question for you, man, is that obviously you guys are well on your way. You're making rebranding. You're serving a ton of people. You've got a lot of staff. Things look great. But I'm curious from you, Vikrant, what, what for you now is that measurement of success? How are you able to define, hey, as a competitor at what you do, how are you determining whether or not you are fulfilling, you know, what that competitor is trying to achieve or whether you're falling short? Like how, how are you measuring success now in this day and age? Yeah, so there, there are two things that we want to achieve. Um, the first is um, we, really wanna, we really want to master um, the things that are important for our clients to achieve, right? So um, for us, most of the clients that they, they come to us, they are not only after becoming a published author, they also want to, for example, get on TV or get speaking gigs, get on podcasts. So we are trying to offer those services as well to the clients in the back end so that they will get everything in just in one place. They don't have to look after other services. So for example, if they want to do book tour, then we can help them with that as well. So sure. all of these, like basically we are trying to build kind of an ecosystem of uh, services. So anything they want they want A to Z in the publishing space, they can get it in author's admission. So that's the goal, including New York Times bestseller as well. Like as of now, uh, two years ago, like we introduced the service Wall Street Journal bestseller and we have helped dozens of clients already help them become WSJ bestseller or US Today bestseller. But now our next goal is New York Times bestseller. And it is very, very complicated, very, very difficult to achieve. And um, for all the services that we do, like we offer unlimited revisions and um, guarantees. But with New York Times bestseller, it's very, like we can, so for New York Times, like let me give you some stars. Like you, we have to get uh, more than fifteen to 20,000 sales. We can achieve that. Mm -hmm. But New York Times editors don't just go after the sales. They just check all the different things that, like how many podcasts the author were, how many traditional medias they got featured on, like newspapers and TVs. So all of these things, at the same time, the book's quality and the book cover design, all of these things to make sure that they... And so, yeah, like we're also trying to uh, go after that as well. Mm -hmm. So as of now, uh, our day-to-day is, like my personal day-to-day is, uh, improving the systems, right? So that everything is smooth for what exact, what we are doing currently. And we are trying to add some other services in the back end in case if the client wants. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there are some, uh, my personally, I, I really wanted to add that New York Times bestseller as well mm -hmm. as a service um, in our all carte uh, list. So, so yeah, that's the goal. I love it, man. There's plenty of ambition there to keep you busy. No doubt about it. Plenty of ambition to keep you busy. And uh, hey, for any of your 
any of your future authors, they know you, you should know they've got a, a place to come visit on on the Career Competitor Podcast. They're more than welcome to come hang out yeah. and, and tell us all about their book anytime. Uh, but with all that being said, man, I, I'm so appreciative of the opportunity for you to come on. I know in India right now, it's like midnight. Is that right? Yes, yes. Am I getting that right? Is. Do you work on American time or are you making a are you making an effort to stay up for me? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So I work till 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. Like this the my usual time. This is your usual uh, time. Good, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm not keeping you up late. Okay, that's good. That's good <laughs> no, to know. Not that's at good all. to know. Uh, but anyway, Matt, even if I were, I think it was I think we we had a good time and uh this was wonderful having you on the show, man. And and just remind everybody where they need to go to learn more about either yourself uh or obviously the company too. Yeah, so uh, the new website is live, authorsonmission.com. So if uh, you think that this is, um, just go through all the people um, who have gone through our services. If you think that this is a fair, just simply book a call with us. And uh, Brian Tracy said this thing a few years ago that if you want to um, establish an authority in your industry, then you have to become an author because in authority, the first few letters are authors. So if you really want to um, uh, outperform your competition, right, just like career competitor, uh, then one of the best way is to become a published author or a best-selling author because people are going to see you differently. People are going to see you in, as an expert in your industry. So if you think that is this, if this is a right fit, or right time for you to become an author. And if you think that author's mission is a right fit, simply book a call and we'd love to help you on your publishing journey. Awesome. Vikran, it's been such a pleasure, man. I've really appreciated having you on and, and just best of luck with the remainder of 2023. And I look forward to, to seeing a, a client of yours at the top of the New York bestsellers list at some point. Thank you so much, Steve. Hey, don't go anywhere. I've got my final thoughts coming up from our guest today. So please take some time, give it a moment, take a drink. I got a couple more minutes. I need to get out of you some final thoughts. Here we go. And my thanks again to Vikram for joining us on the show today. Really enjoyed that. Something a little bit different and uh, really encourage anyone who's listening to this like if you're thinking about writing a book, reach out, reach out to Vikrant. Uh, I'm leaving all his information within the show notes, so you can take a look at that. Clearly, Vikrant's story is one of someone who has understood the need to stop, reflect, and evolve, as he and his company have done exactly that. Evolve. You know, he's continued to improve. He's continued to level up. But I love the story of how it's now. The business has now become authorsonamission.com. It was a surprise to me. Everything that I had on Vikram before the episode was bestsellingbook.com. So what a wonderful surprise for me. And then the story behind it, I think is something that we can all learn from. How willing are you to stop from time to time and ask, have you evolved beyond the level that you're actually at? And if you have, well, what are you going to do to best display that that evolution has occurred. Are you going to make a change? Are you going to commit to something that proves that you've actually evolved? What does that element of recognition look like for you to portray, most importantly to yourself, that an evolution has occurred? When it comes to Vikram's company, the evolution is there and will be there for people to see. 
that it is no longer about simply best-selling books, but it is now about helping an author that's on a mission to achieving a very specific goal. Recognizing that every author's story is going to be different than the one before and the one after. And that's going to be the case with you too. Wherever you are in your career, you're doing it your own way. You're not doing it the same way as the person that came before you, and you're not going to be doing it the same way as the person that comes after you. Find ways to acknowledge how you are evolving, how you are leveling up, and what you're going to do to recognize that element of maturation. It's important, and it will start to drive you towards whatever that next level can potentially be as well. Again, I thank Vikrant for the time today. I'm glad that you decided to join us. If you're still listening at the 40-minute point, please take the time to click the fifth star on your way out if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to share this episode of the show with anyone that you think it could be of use to. Anyone in your world who's thinking of writing a book, what a great episode to be sharing with somebody to maybe go forward and take that initial step of getting one step closer to becoming a published author. But whatever you've got going on, as always, take the time to be going back and listening to other episodes, whether it be other interviews or my Coach's Corner episodes, short and sweet, seven, eight-minute episodes with an element of an insight from my coaching practice that I turn into a short story that can serve you and your growth and hopefully that of the growth around you as well. As always, folks, keep doing everything that you're doing and good luck within that process. I look forward to doing all of this with you again very soon. And bye for now.